apologies, my friends. Uh, it's what did you do? You know, and this is D. And it's Charnel. And uh, we recorded this previously, and it didn't quite work out. So we're here to finish off the story of Albert Fish. And uh, again, I feel like I'm so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. Because they've been waiting for the ending. They probably yeah, definitely been... Googled the ending by now. If you, I mean, if you didn't know Albert Fish already, you definitely did Google something. But yeah, it's my apologies. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And so... I work with Beyonce. Essentially. And the audio on my end just did not sound clear or crisp. And... I couldn't live with it. It sounded like I was far away. It sounded like D was in the room. It sounded like I was shouting from the kitchen while making chicken nuggets. It was just <laughs> terrible. It just was not, it was not good. Um, and so I couldn't put it out for you guys, but we are back. We are back. We're ready to do this. We've gone through a lot with this man. Right. This, so this has been. Oh, wait, before we even get started, let me say a special thank you because you haven't been here since I picked it up to, oh my God, Margaret. Mm-hmm. Who sent us all kinds of jams and jellies and key lime shortbread, uh, and that's yeah. You're looking, you're looking for shit? it sitting where's in my, my living room, so I wouldn't forget where to mm-hmm. give it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much. That's very sweet. Her card was very sweet too. You are awesome. If anybody else wants to send us delectables or um, anything, you pictures that I don't know. If you want to send me a picture of you and your dog, I don't care. Send that's it what over. the internet is for. I don't look at everyone's stuff. I <laughs> if you follow me or anything, I just, I don't well, get into you know, it. I'm on I like I'll like comment on other people's stuff. Like I'll look through without following you. I'm like your dog is a dog, you know. Um, but no, please. Uh, I just appreciate that. Like the fact that you took the time to make right. that stuff and then send it out and spend right. the money to do it. Made you know, me feel like you? I'm somebody. It just made like I picked it up while at work and people were like, "Oh my god, what's that?" I was like, "It's a gift from my and then you're like, my boss thinks I'm famous. I wonder why. Sort out. I boss, wonder. My boss loves true crime podcasts, and she swears up and down that I am somebody, and I have to keep convincing her that I am nobody. Really, like, and comparatively, we are roaches. And, right. But it, it's been fun. So thank you so much, Margaret. That was really awesome. Um, people who haven't gotten your stickers, my fault. It's been a wild week and a half. Well, I don't know why you won't let me do the sticker thing. Every time I seem like, why won't he let me ship? I just you know what it is? I don't trust you. Yeah, that's what it is. I don't trust anybody to do anything. Unfortunately. <laughs> but we definitely have the extra bracelets. Oh, so many. Yeah. So many stickers. So many, like, small baby stickers. I the round have, ones. Yeah. And you have, like, a box. I have a bunch. <laughs> like, you send those out. Mail them. You got them. Yeah, and just send me the people and I'll do it. We'll make it work. So, yeah, uh, that was all I wanted to say. I feel like we don't have any new patrons. To we anyone. did have one. We we did somehow. I feel like we talked about it. We I might did be not lying. talk about it, no. Well, if you're going to look for it. I mean. My I'm... housekeeping is terrible this week. <laughs> If you are a new patron, thank you. I wrote the names down somewhere. I think I might have actually screenshotted them. Uh, But you guys are amazing. You guys are as dope as dope can be. All these famous people emails that we're doing. No kidding. Um, Helene? That's who it was. Lindsay Paris. Stacey Lang. And Helene. We didn't get Helene. I know. You said Helene just now. Oh, I mean, that was was the... That was the name? Like, you were letting me rock with that? Yeah, I just... I went... I I jumped Thank you, Helene! Thank you so much for, for loving on us in the ways that you do. Um, I wanted to say something else. Can't remember what it was. Um, oh, Patreon episode. So I made an executive decision that I'm just going to record a few. 
and throw them on. So within the next week, you'll have like five. Literally, like I, I found some, and I, we're running with it. We're not, we're not waiting any longer because, like, our lives are not going to get easier. No, um, especially not when we're now classes are back. So, Whew, <sighs> yeah, man, real life. There's no glamour this way. There's no, no, no. no plane rides. And no, but think about when we're both done, and we. Well, you're. <laughs> You're trying a, to do the most. <laughs> but when I'm done. <laughs> burr, 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 who's getting doctorate? Somebody's trying to get. <laughs> I'm not going for any PhD at all. Side <clears throat> So there is. <laughs> wow. The same thing. Okay. Um, but no, it is. Um, it's going to be fun when we're both we can just go home from work and literally have nothing to do. <sighs> What a blessing that will be. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yeah, let's get back into Mr. Albert Fish. We've gone, we've come a long way yes, with the gray man. He, um, he rocked my soul, as y'all would remember the first episode. Uh, was not happy about that at right. all. Right. We learned about his background, um, in the orphanage and all the mishaps that happened there that kind of led him to what he became. Yeah. We talked about the, business. the abuse he suffered in the orphanage because his mom dropped him off because she couldn't care for him. And the abuse that got conflated with biblical punishments, teachings, if he's yes. being beaten and being recited. Right. Biblical passages too, which you do not do. No. Like this is, I, it's, like it's one thing to scold someone and use the Bible for reference. Like my, like I, I mentioned it a few times that like I was punished by having to write scriptures of the Bible and all it gave me was a lot of scriptures in my head without addresses <laughs> as an adult. So right. that's all that was. But for him, if you're beating someone and then quoting the Bible at them, that's going to have a tremendously different effect on right. them. You start to make connections to things, right? And, and we're gonna we're gonna explore that a little bit once we get more into his trial, right? And we went from there to his life choices, his marriages, his um, mm. self mutilation, right? And just to be clear, sadomasochistic behavior, sexual masochism. <laughs> Which he has been saying and clarifying. Because I have to. For three episodes. I have to. It only becomes a disorder and dysfunction when the person can no longer keep up with the personal responsibilities and obligations of their life. That is when it impedes their ability to live their life regularly. That is the only time it is a disorder. If you can enjoy the things you enjoy and go about paying your bills and loving your family members and treating your friends right and showing up on time to work... Then you are golden, right? But if it's consuming the way you think, and it's your every thought process, you can't wait to get out of this meeting so you can put pins. Put- or you combine your job, like Albert Fish does, the painting with being able to yeah, being do an those exhibitionist. Then. Yeah. So like, there you are all right until you cross that. Until line. you're not. So that is. I just want to clarify. With this, that we are... Okay, so we can move on. Sorry, I, <laughs> I really have to do it because what all it takes is like one Instagram comment. Wow, I know, I don't know. And I'm like, I didn't mean to say it like that. I was trying there to be is, very general. There is always going to be someone who finds fault. Right, but then we go through his marriages and his, again, failed marriages. Right. Homegirl ran away. But father, you know, was a good father, apparently. Yeah. Mm. He didn't beat his kids. By the words of his children. Right. 
fed them, didn't beat them, but didn't make them partake in these sadistic games, which I would also say scarred them. Right. But in the 1800s, early 1900s, when you start thinking about people and how they really looked at psychological trauma, they really didn't. Right. I'm sure at some point in their in their adulthood, that, that reckoning back to, so my dad made us beat him with a paddle, was like something that played over somebody's head. Like, I was like, Ugh. I gotta, I gotta right. find a way to divorce this thinking. <laughs> well, I mean, I, like you said, there wasn't a different thinking of mental health back then, and, right? You know, unless you were severely unable to function, you were just a little fun- funny in their eyes. You weren't like, you know, you had to be severely like non functional, not able to hold a job, not able to to be like found like there's a mental problem there. But for him. He was definitely functioning. He was able to take care of his kids. He was just a little different. And that's what his kids describe him as. Different. No, I'm different. There is there is a, uh, there is a, I don't know what you would call that. I mean, I'm talking about back then, though. Right. I mean, if I, if I was back then, I'd probably just be, like, arrested because of skin. But, <laughs> but we talked about the self-mutilation. We talked about his constant... Uh, need to be beaten with a nail studded paddle. We talked about having his kids engage in that. We talked about the needles that he would insert into his grundle. Grund, yeah, grundle, and yeah. like would per like and never took him out. By the way, I just want to point that out that yeah. they stay there. He had was it oh how many needles? I can't remember how many. So were. I was cra- that's crazy because I was told him when I was l- younger if you like leave something in your body, there's a risk of it getting to your bloodstream. Like getting into your like veins and like into your this whole like I was told that I don't know if it was like a wise tale if a Haitian wise tale. Well, a lot I of was it told is. I'm I'm not a doctor, but I'm well, surprised it lasted in there that long without causing any medical harm. Right. I mean, I think that well, needles like the way you know veins work, like needles wouldn't be able to travel that. But I'm like right, but. like if there's things on the needles or like what would wear away at it, like I don't know. Rust. Like, you, you ever have? I don't know if it would, would it rust. I mean, I don't know. I think so. Needles do rust. I mean, blood is corrosive. Right. So like, I mean, if you look at yeah, I have no idea. I mean, like splinters. Like I had right. a splinter once, and it, in my hand, I never got out, and it's gone now. So yeah, that's that bloodstream like situation. Or like when I got stabbed with a pencil once and it got stuck in there, and now that lead or graphite is gone. I could have lead poisoning. Who knows? Oh, that but explains like, a lot. Uh, uh, what my work ethic, <laughs> my good grades. What does it explain? I'm just confused. I'm sorry. And <laughs> I keep I keep my comments to myself. I mean, there are different forms of insanity, but it's okay. As long as y'all know that I'm a good kind of insane. Uh, but things got weird with him, like I said. Um, he started hurting himself a lot more. Um, we saw him t- act out for the first time, where he mutilated a young Thomas Kedden, having sliced him open. Um, if we we're going to talk about it. Um, he tried, he, his intention was to cut up and kill this boy and eat him. And he ended up just mut- like sexually mutilating him and pouring peroxide over him slathering him in Vaseline and the wound in Vaseline and right. leaving him a $10 uh, bill oh, right. without killing him. We saw that happen. And just, we saw him target mentally handicapped. We saw him t- uh, target the African-American community right. because these are people that he thought no one would really look too hard for or care too much about. So, Albert Fish, a monster. A monster. And we left off with him murdering Grace Bud and there, the police linked the crime to him. Due to a, what, notepad? 
Told to due to an envelope. I'm envelope, sorry. okay. Yes. It all came tumbling down on Albert Fish because of the envelope that the letter he sent to Grace Bud's family was contained in. Wasn't too smart. And we could talk about how this was him making mistakes on purpose to be caught. Then we could talk about if this was arrogance or not. It was just too cocky. Yeah. I don't know what this was. Like, honestly, I think it was a mistake. And I think that it probably was. It could have been an oversight. Yeah. I think it was an oversight. Um, I, I mean, he would, he did so well at, Taking that lifestyle and mixing it into his own, right. um, to a point where he went so long without. I, I think it was just an oversight. I think he, there was. Like, I don't think he were, had any attentions of getting caught. This was. I mean, there are definitely opportunities for him to be caught, and it right. didn't seem like he really changed behaviors to avoid being caught. Not at but all. But this just seemed like an oversight. But right. it could just be him saying, "Like I'm so careless because, like, I if I was." A serial, whatever, looking at, I feel like I send a blank envelope and either way. But I don't, like, it's a, I don't think, I think he just grabbed an envelope and, like, who would have thought the police would find that envelope and be, like, pinpointed to him who was the last tenant in there? Like, it, it, it was. Um, the police investigate. They investigate. Sometimes. They dig deep. Sometimes. If, unless it's 1970 Houston, podcast, Texas. <laughs> they dig deep. I think we've proven on this podcast that sometimes... That sometimes police error can take away from cases. Yes. Right. The yogurt shop murders. We talk about uh, Relisha Rudd. We talk about... Like, there are a lot of times where error does calculate. And this is in this case is actually one too. Yeah. So what ended up doing Albert in, as a recap here... Was the letter and the envelope the letter came in, who had the emblem of the NYPCBA. Which Too many letters. For the last time, I'm going to say it stands for the New York Private Chauffeurs Benevolent Association. Never saying this, this acronym again. Deal with Too it. Too long. And so what happened was there was some questioning happening by the police. Uh, the envelopes were traced back to the boarding home that was he was in. They found out who it was. Albert Fish was staying in the room that a, a person who was a member of this organization, not going to say it again, was staying previously. And that's how they linked it to Albert Fish. And once Albert Fish was taken into custody by police, what did he do, D? He sang like a canary. Me, 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 me. And told the whole story. Know your scales. <laughs> me, 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 me. He is not going to Beyonce me anyways. Albert Fish agreed to go to headquarters for questioning. (laughs) I can't stand the fact that y'all love this Dean Coral shit. Because now this bitch thinks he's Beyonce. Like, who do you think you is? I'm working with a friend of mine. And with, like, (laughs) a Christmas Coral (laughs) 2. I'm so mad at every listener that loves Dean Coral. A producer. And we're getting studio. A real producer? (laughs) Why are you like this? Anyways, Fish agreed to go for questioning. I'm so mad at you. Five to seven songs, and we're gonna. You're gonna be in it too. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need an Eileen. Background vertical. Oh shh. I'm gonna need an Eileen in there. I've I've written that. I'm so mad. So we're going to a studio. Y'all y'all got this out of control. I can't wait. This is a listener's problem. It's in New Haven. We're gonna be. We're gonna enjoy this. (laughs) Anyways, all right. I've been to the studio since I was younger. Anyway, it's going to be fun. Fish agreed to go into the headquarters for questioning. 
but then brandished a razor. Yeah, so to... he definitely was. Like, he was. <laughs> I, I mean, I gotta respect him. But he, I met like picture it like he's old. He's very gray. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing shri- shriveled up with a razor. Like, what you gonna do? Coppers ain't gonna. You want me? You gonna have to take me. That's how I approach it too. If I ever have to get arrested for something, I'm like, you have to take me. I like you just gave him a voice, and I've been wanting that. Oh all no, episode. I did. You just gave him a voice. Oh, you're gonna have to take me. You gonna, <laughs> He's you know. old. He's yeah. But that's what I see. I, I mean, I can I can appreciate the uh, the the pizzazz, but bro, it's not it. No. And he was quickly subdued. Yes. It's quickly, quickly subdued. <laughs> and with that. Um, he talked about Grace. He didn't, he never denied Grace. He like sang like a canary, like you said, right away. And he thus began like the trial for Grace Bud now. Well. But he's going to confess to a lot more things. Yes. <laughs> he decided that he wanted to share all of the business. All of the business. All of it. He, again, singing like Canary, because at some point, some people just love to hear themselves talk, but also some people who are sick in the way that Albert Fish was, mm-hmm. love to hear their works and love mm-hmm. to tell the stories of well, what they've done finally, because there's no, well, like, what are the consequences now mm, that right. he's already facing them? And at this point, like, you're no longer going to be able to live this lifestyle, 100%. Right. Like, you're not. So... I'm going to go ahead and talk about it and relive it one last time. This is the one last hurrah I mean, because he can't do this if he's locked up. No, he can't do it, but he can definitely, if people are direct, like directors, I can't talk, journalists, newspaper uh, folks, they're right. coming to ask him. He's gonna, he gets to tell these stories over and over again. And the trial, he does. The details of his crimes are going to be brought to the trial. And he's like, yes, continue to tell me more. So the Myrtle trial now begins for Grace Bud once he, you know, admits it's time to go into trial. So it starts on March 11, 1935 in White Plains, New York. And this was, this would have made one story for a special victim. I think there was. I feel like there was something based on it. Like, do you remember the Elliot Rogers episode of SVU? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So there's, like, they do a lot of, mm-hmm. like, true crime cases. Based on, yeah. But sometimes if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. Mm-hmm. I feel, I'm going to Google it. <laughs> so he starts confessing to um, all the people, the Billies. The Billies of the world. The two Billies. The Francis McDonald's of Francis the world. McDonald's. Um, he actually ended up writing his attorney a letter describing what happened. No one needed it. No one, but that's the thing. This is him living <laughs> no in his, living in his works now. So this is him either reveling in it or enjoying watching other people squirm like me, you know, describing it. So he, I'm not going to read the letter verbatim, but he does talk about what he did. So he said he took, um, he took Billy to, uh, Riker Avenue dumps and there's a house there and he, t- he took him there he stripped him naked and tied him and gagged him with a dirty rag he found and he burned his clothes and he threw his shoes away into the dump so that nobody would find them and it says he walked back and took a trolley um back to 59th street at 2 a.m walked home from there and came back the next afternoon but he came back with his um his favorite tools and toys uh, uh, and instruments of torture. So the, the cat of nine tails, things like that. And it says that he cut off his ears and that he had slit his mouth from ear to ear. Um, think much like the Joker, uh, smile, which I cannot remember what that is called. Oh, it is not a Stockholm smile. No. What is that? I don't know. 
It's a it's some European city, Glasgow. Yeah, I think it's a Glasgow. No? It's a Glasgow smile. Um, he gouges out his eyes. And he said by that point that Billy had Billy was dead, and he says that he had cut he cut his stomach open, drank his blood, just mutilated and desecrated this poor young boy's body. Just sharing way too many details, way too much. I'm assuming in an effort to upset the people who are listening, upset his parents. Because there's no other reason to, you could just say it was me and point them in the direction of the body, which he did not. But he talked about eating him. He talked about what he tasted like. Like, this this guy is obviously sick. I'm making the faces right now because I look up the Glasgow smile, Glasgow smile, yeah. whatever. It's, Glasgow. It definitely is. It I is am. the name that that is, in fact, what the Yeah, it's like Heath Ledger's um, Joker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, with that and all the, I don't guess gravity graphic nature of this case clearly the defense attorney was pushing for an insanity plea so that's exactly what happened he pled insane um and thus begins a long psychiatric evaluation of mr albert fish where they talk about all his fetishes like uh, fetishes wow take your time (laughs) where they see i even make fun of you this time (laughs) Did I? You will be taking that out. Did I? <laughs> Am ta- I? Yes. Am, do I have to? Because I don't remember where it was. <laughs> where they talk about all his fetishes. You still did it right. Feti- Damn! I'm just going to keep it in. <laughs> all right. All his fetishes? Yeah. <laughs> you got to learn. Like, it's when you break up the me word. Quayol, me parle anglais. Okay? <laughs> don't know what that means. I don't know what all that is. But what you got to do... <laughs> <laughs> you got fetish. You got to break the word up differently than you're breaking it up. You're hitting on the vowels. You need to do it on the consonant. Fetish is. I never want to be Kelly Rollins to your Beyonce. Anyways, <laughs> um, so they talk about his um voyeurism, his pikerism, exhibitionism, cannibalism was also included because he did eat some of and, and you know as we talked about fed it to his children and ate some of his victims so they talked about we're gonna talk about what some of those things mean you could go ahead and go into all those i'm i I just feel like we're just going through over we're just going over kind of what uh what we're doing i feel like we should talk about it go ahead I don't know. Should we? I don't know. So we know what sadism is. We know right. what sadism is more so enjoying the pain and torture of someone else. Masochism is enjoying the pain and suffering of yourself. Flagellation is exactly what it sounds like. Beating. Exhibitionism is showing off. Voyeurism is watching. Pikerism is the enjoyment of being pricked, pricked or bled yes. or cut. Mm-hmm. Um, cannibalism is exactly what you think it is. Um, Coprophagia. Is the consumption of feces. Didn't want to know. Your, your aphilia is the consumption of urine. Pedophilia is exactly what everyone thinks it is. So like there, there's all the things that he was, he was getting into. Yeah. And, and, and they, they were saying that this, all these things specifically, mm-hmm. these sexual fetishes, these, these paraphilias are what make him insane. Mm-hmm. And the problem was with that. Is that there are people, and it was brought up in the trial, that enjoy these things that do not do what Albert Fish did. I mean, yeah. He just, uh, usually you have one or two, you don't have all. And he definitely checked up, checked off the boxes of all the above. Uh, 100%. Um, so that's what made him so, I guess, different. But it wasn't enough 
for him to get an insanity plea. No, it was not. No. And I, I, what I just read that as usually, cause even if now, like there's, we know way too much about, um, sexual abnormalities and things like that. I'm sorry. It was probably a wrong word, but we know too much about that, mm-hmm. um, to let that be something that puts people off. But if you look back at that time, you look at 1935 and right. the prudeness of what yes. ha- was happening, that is, so extreme that people would think you were out of your mind. Right. We're not trying to yuck on anyone's young, but at this time, they definitely, like you said, this wasn't a Norman. They definitely were yucking. They were definitely were yucking, and it, I mean, and it was deserved. But again, it was still not enough because part of the insanity plea is for you to not know what you're doing is wrong. And we boil it down to the two basic points every time. Did you have enough time to not do what you did? Mm-hmm. One. And two, did you know what you were doing was wrong? So if you were planning things, stalking, encasing mm-hmm. neighborhoods, encasing families, you had enough time to know what you were doing is wrong because you weren't being outwardly like, hey, right. friend, I would like to bring you brownies. I just want to be your friend. Right. You were stalking people. Mm-hmm. Did you know what you were doing was wrong? Yes, because you did it secretly. Right. So your insanity is gone, essentially. Um, and as far as uh, the way it progressed is that we went into, they went into the biblical implications right. of Albert Fish's uh fetishes, paraphilias, and tried to tie it back to, again, his obsession with that Abrahamic, not Abrahamic, because it's the story of Abraham, and Isaac, and how he was constantly looking for his quote-unquote Isaac. And if you do not know the story of Abraham and Isaac, Abraham was a man, kind of before David's time, um, after God's own heart. He he loved God, did what God said, was seeking God, and... in an effort of sh- to show Abraham's faith in him, God instructed Abraham to bring his son Isaac up to the mountain and sacrifice him at an altar to God. And Abraham, being faithful and being obedient, was like, cool. And <laughs> <laughs> sure. And brought Isaac up. And Isaac got up there and was like, I see an altar. <laughs> I don't see an I animal. see some wood. <laughs> see your knife. But I don't see an animal to, to sacrifice. And that's when God was like, chill, Abraham. It's all good. It was like... JK, JK, hold up, right, hold up, hold you've up. You've proven your faith in me. And there's, a, there's an old saying, if you've ever heard the saying, there's a ram in a bush, or a ram in the bush. The Lord points Abraham to a, a ram with his horns stuck in a thicket and tells him to sacrifice that instead. So a ram in a bush would mean you were worried about how something was going to happen and then something came to make it possible. So I was like, I was wondering how I was going to pay my life. rent, but then I won $500 on a scratch off. That's a ram in a bush. My entire life. It's fine. I don't know, but my, it's one of my My fa- entire life is a ram in a bush. Okay, but it's one of my <laughs> favorite things that my grandma's ever said to me is a ram in the bush. But that is, so that was the story that that the defense kept constantly trying to perpetrate was that this is it was his constant conflation mm-hmm. with his biblical his biblical learning and punishments as a kid that now had gotten him to this point where he was constantly looking to emulate that story. But what I don't get is one, Abraham did it once and Abraham didn't go through with it. <laughs> like I don't understand. So like this is <laughs> his connection like, was. Right. So it's like this constant look. Mm-hmm. So but it also talks about again the the danger of religion and how indoctrination can in fact be dangerous right. if used well, indoctrination is dangerous in general. General, yeah. But he was also trying to use this his Isaac as kind of like as his Jesus almost too. Like right. he was trying to import impute his sins into whatever little boy he was going to torture and kill and slaughter him in hopes of that being like 
Enough his to. sacrifice yeah. for his sins. I'm like, that's not how it works. That's not how that's it works. Not, you don't know nothing about actual. I was gonna say grace, but that's the name of the girl. Uh, for we, girl. you know, the Bible could be misconstrued very easily, and that with the wrong can. minds, it could be dangerous. And right. in this instance, it continued to be dangerous. He right. started conflating communion right. with the consumption of the body parts. And it, if you look at the the Bible and Jesus's words, says, "Take, eat this bread. This is my body, which is broken for you." Take the cup. This is my blood, which is poured out for you. Like this, he clearly is, missed the part where it's bread and wine. I don't know. Clearly, <laughs> I mean, it was definitely illustrations. It was definitely right. like, what's yeah. the word I'm looking for? Metaphorical. Yes. Like this is like, I mean, these are actually there's like, no metaphors in Albert Fish's world. Absolutely not. And so these are his cannibalism. He thought was this almost holy ritual to him, or that's the that's the defense. And I mean, case. this is where, like, it's very hard for me to be like, oh, he's definitely not insane, like, oh, insanity, please. I'm like, eh, I'm on the fence. I'm on the well, fence. Well, yeah, once you start, I mean, mental illness is a real thing, and if yeah. you don't, if they don't have the right words and vocabulary and tests to catch things, right. like, there is a lot going on here, mm-hmm. and I do believe, like, I'm far be it for me to diagnose anyone, but right. if I had to pick schizophrenia out of a book, would pick I would pick Albert Fish, you know, yeah. like his reality just is not the one that we're living in. No. And so, I mean, all the, and we're getting religion and, you know, poorly treated mental illness and poorly, di- poorly dictated religion right. or religious beliefs, I think could be detrimental. Mm-hmm. But all of that, all of that said, he did not. No. He did not be, he did not get that sold on the jury or right. on anyone listening. Right. And we moved past it, praise God. And as we move past it, now we're hearing testimonies about his character um, as well, uh, yeah. going into that. So this is where we kind of hear about the kids, like, he good dad, whatever, whatever. Why he, <laughs> he good dad. Good dad, like, whatever. <laughs> Be lenient on him. I mean, I say he like that because I, good dad, like, right. yeah, okay. But I guess for whatever standards they had at, back then, I guess he was a good dad. And then we hear about... You know, the other side, the prosecution and Grace Bud. This is where we get into the letter that they actually had found. They read the letter out loud um, that he mentioned before that he mailed. Um, and at the end of it, it didn't work. And he was found guilty. Wow. I... What a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. The letter, like... There, were way, there was way too much evidence mounted up against Albert Fish. Like, mm-hmm. again, using his using his paraphilias against him. There were plenty of people who were functional. And I think the, uh, what was the, uh, uh, the, the person's name? I'm trying to think the man's name. Menace Gregory, who was, who used to manage the hospital that Albert Fish was treated at, was saying that people who enjoyed those things were not mentally ill. No. They weren't, they weren't insane. They, they were, uh, they were pretty common. Like people just were not talking about them because of the right. stigma attached to them. Right. So most people were socially cool. Like they. Except for the cannibalism part though. Let's make that No, clear. but there, you know, there's a whole conversation to be had about people. Like don't get me started on it. Watch the movie feed. Oh, and I, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, come yeah. back. Like there's a, there's a whole part of like people are like, it's my body. I get to do what I want with it. But there's obvious, there's the other side of it that's like, there's a rational, reasonable mm-hmm. human being would not want to harm themselves right, in order to right. find some kind of gratification. There's all these things that go into it. Well, I don't want to, okay. Uh, but eating other people is not okay. Right. I'm just going to, that's uh, just in case people are confused. My stance on cannibalism is that it is not okay. Yeah, I don't want to. Okay, that's what I was trying to avoid. But I'm just okay. saying that people like in people will. I know there are like if you go on Reddit. 
I still there don't. are people who. Oh, absolutely! You love that Reddit nonsense. I'm not. If you're gonna do true crime, you gotta dive into Reddit at least once or twice a week. But <laughs> morbid reality freaks me out. I mean, um, there, even though there are people who enjoy it, there's still that safety aspect of it where I can say that I don't feel like it's okay. No, it's not. Like yeah. I, I think, I think, because more often than not, it's it's in a predatory sense right or in a or in a place where someone is not obviously consenting like it's uh the custom of the sea i just watched i listened to the lore episode talking about eating people when you're stranded at sea right like uh it's always that you're killing someone because they right. drew a short straw or they're already sick so you just end it quicker or you're killing someone and then consuming them like the right. most times cannibalism is just it's just not okay like yeah, it's yeah yeah so i just here? oh as we talk about fetishes uh, and things being normal that one is cannibalism so is the one thing that i would grass. be like yeah he might not have been all right, yeah. y'all. You, like, even if you like, like to drink your urine. I mean, that's not mine, but if that's yours, fine. But cannibalism is hey, the one thing. I I'm, just want to clarify that. I don't want to tell you what you can and can't do, but I right. will tell you that, hey, it's not going to replenish anything. You know, if you're stranded at sea, that's different. It'll keep you from dying quicker. Uh, that and blood, I've learned. Oh, good I read a crap ton of articles after listening to the lore episode. Apparently, you can drink blood and urine. Uh, you just can't drink salt water. Like those things, like salt water will dry you out a lot faster. Yeah, than well. yeah. You're in section? No, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> so, um. But it didn't work. No. He was found sane and guilty. And sentenced to death. Yes. So he spent his time that he was waiting to be put to death at Sing Sing. Um, and this time I believe he did more interviews and yes. people questioned him. People, and- people were, people wanted to know. And the thing about, Albert Fish, people like Albert Fish, is that they are fascinating. Right, right. Because you don't get a brain like that. You don't. And so, so often you look at people like this and you're like, what makes them tick? And so people are curious. And a lot of times you get caught up in the narrative porn Mm -hmm. type deal where you're not really interested in that. You just want to hear the crazy things that he was actually into. Right. But again, if it wasn't for his self-disclosure, we wouldn't have all the information that we have on him. If all of it is true, we don't know. But he was then electrocuted on January 16th, 1936. Yep. Um, 11. Announced dead at 11.09 p.m. Right. I mean, people say there are a lot of folklore about, you know, because he had the needles in him, that the needles like burst into flames or whatever happened. Um, but none of that. It's folklore. He just died regularly. Yeah. There's that. And so, yeah, man, he was... He was definitely gone. Yeah. And so, as far as last words, there's the whole thing about his lawyer saying that there's a final statement, but it was so full of profanity and perverse things that he would never read it aloud. But knowing the letters that he had written to the victims and letters and the things he'd written about his crimes, I'm sure it was full of disgusting things. I'm not, I don't, that's not lost on me. Right. But that's it. Yeah, Albert Fish was Fish. electrocuted and put away. Yes. Put down. I don't know where it was going. But you. That's it. So I mean, that one fascinated me. You guys like it fascinated those people in court. What is going on in the mind of Albert Fish? That's why that's one of my favorite stories because it's it's loaded. It's loaded. It's something. It's loaded with information. You learn about different fetishes, definitely. Um, but you learn about how it could go wrong. Um, mental illness, it's like thin ice, you know, everyone is that close, you know, and you don't know what could trigger it. And he was definitely triggered young. 
Yeah, I and think... And he had a lot of family history as well. Well, yeah, like, we, we can talk about, like, uh, there's a word, it's not... <laughs> It's not eugenics. That's not the word. Epigenetics. There we go. Um, and like, you know, cell memory and DNA and genes, you know, and things like that and how people t- could be more susceptible or more likely to have mental illness because their parents did all these things. And so it's just, uh, it's important to recognize. So if you guys at any point put it out there. Feel that whatever you're into is impeding your way of living. And that's, and that's anything, especially nowadays with the, with the accessibility of sexual content. Mm -hmm. Like I've had a conversation just this afternoon with a teenager about this, but even things like pornography, Mm -hmm. like if it impedes your life, if you're at school or at work thinking about what you can watch, what you can do, you should talk to someone like simple things like that. If you're constantly peaky or looking at things or fantasizing terrible things and it's distracting you from your work or keeping you from your, your obligations, talk to somebody. Um, because I'd hate for that to spiral out of control and be like full-blown addiction or cause you to act out on it in any way. So get help. Um, but yeah, that was Albert Fish. I don't ever want to revisit this. Um, yeah, it would be a blessing if I never have to dive back into this. I don't think there's anything new that's going to come out about him. So I can leave him right here in episodes 43, 44, and 45. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for that in the conversation. This is probably going to be the worst thing I do to you. I've got, yeah, I've got more for you. But there is, it's because like there's so much, there's so many things happening. And we talked about the guy who ended up decapitating that man on the bus Mm -hmm. in Canada. I I want to do that that case at some point. Yeah, we're going into, like, newer cases, I think. Right. We're going back to our norm. Yeah, we're going back into the more recent things that we can kind of explore. And that's not... Oh, I was like, that is not what we're talking about. Uh, (laughs) I was like, what? Back to reality, back to life. Who sings that song? Whatever you want it. Who was it? I remember the lady having like dreads though. Okay. Um, there is uh the case I want to do next. We're just gonna do it next. Um, is the uh what you've made a decision because I mean I want to start. Researching, oh, you want to so. re- you want to start researching? I want to get my life do together. You wanna? I wanna. Oh, do you? I do. I don't. No. So the next. <laughs> The next case we're going to do is actually the murder of Laura Dickinson. If you don't know what it is, do not research it. Wait till Wait it a comes week. out of our mouths. Right. No one's going to... Listen, no true crime fan is going to wait for this episode. You know... <laughs> but the next case is that and I... And someone, I cannot remember their name. I pulled it up when we were talking about it the last time. Um... Uh, someone dropped in to my Instagram inbox. I can't remember who you are, but you were really... Nervous to talk to me about it for some reason. I'm nobody. He's nobody. I am absolutely nobody. I, get, I, 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 I cry into I, my I, breakfast burritos every night like you guys do. I'll and, definitely co-sign it because I'm petty. Hey. And <laughs> so, but the murder of Laura Dickinson is important to me only because um, it was a young woman who lost her life due to, due to some senseless violence, uh, sexual and otherwise, but also sh- the system that was we're supposed to protect her where she was. Um, definitely failed her too, several times over to the point of hiding, um, and engaging in some duplicitous behavior. So I'm really excited to, to dive into that and expose some things and inform some people and, you know, just do what we do. So where can people find you on social media if they were to look for you right now? 
right now, right now, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at D underscore trip underscore. That's it. Fuck. It's going it's gonna stay D underscore trip underscore. I promise. You won't. It so won't. you can find Unless me. somebody releases D. You mean gets divorced? No, like takes out the D. Oh. Why are you wishing? I can't do another. Go away. Well, I was like, Where they could find you? On the internet. Not changing my name. <laughs> because I'm going to hold the heteronormative practices if I ever got married and keep my last name. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me at Charnel B. <laughs> Uh, I might hyphenate, but Charnel yeah, B I was about to say hyphenation is in your future, buddy. On Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, Snapchat, find me there. I like looking at your dogs. I say that every time. Thank you again to Margaret for sending us those delectable treats. You are actually really nice. We're hot. Um, and Hannah, you will be getting your stickers with a special note for me. Not a lock of hair. Um, <laughs> I say I just say I saw that, and I was like, I was like, I don't have much of it right now. I so. was gonna comment about like my old weaves being available, but. I, I got, it. look, you can go dig in my closet and find a my wig or two. Um, but yeah, but look out for that. Dang, whoever um, has D on the Instagram has a check mark. I ain't never getting D. Never. Ever. Um, but you can find us, you can find us there. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Thank you so much. Look out for that stuff. Also, new Patreon episodes. If you guys are not on Patreon, if you want the, I'm, I'm literally serious. It's going to be five short episodes, probably Our 20 show. minutes each. So if I you may wanna, send some your way from me. Just send me stuff. Never. Send me good <laughs> send me stuff. No, don't do that. I don't know what this. I have to set up my my mics at home again. Jeez, do it. It's been a while. But I'm I'm thinking literally like five, 25, 30 minute episodes. Yeah. So if you want like two, one and a half to two hours of extra, what did you do in the next month? Patreon is going to be where you find it. I'm so excited to do it because I like I I like recording alone because I get to beat myself up and people <laughs> and people don't get to see it. <laughs> I'm I'm a lot more harder on myself than I am when other people are around. Well, so you guys remember, as we learned in this episode, too much of anything is a bad thing, including fetishes and perfection. No, you can never have too much perfection. There is actually, no. yeah, no. When no, it becomes it's biblical. When it's it biblical. becomes self-destructive, it's not self-destructive. The Bible tells us that I continuously press towards the mark. You are Doesn't not going to Bible quote me. Does not mean, <laughs> does not mean I have to hit it all the time. It just means I have to continue to press towards it. If I see perfection, I'm never going to be When it. it becomes self-destructive, perfectionism or, hey, can be bad. I, anyone would look at it as self-destructive if they're just not pushing. When like, you're on I'm the ground, pusher, when Katie. you're crying into your burrito, there might be a problem. Well, that's life stuff. That's not <laughs> podcast stuff. My life makes me cry. You're a perfectionist in everything you do. Life stuff included. Thanks. Bye. Anyway, (laughs) guys, it's been real. See you in a week. (laughs)